0: Yo, guys, what if the lyrics we listen to carry just as much power, just as much weight as the music? What if this is the Music Fit Podcast? Let's do this thing. Yo, you're now listening to the Music Fit Podcast and... If you keep on listening, you're going to learn how to bring that inner rock star out and level the F up, both on and off the stage of life. I'm your host, the rock doctor, Mike Schwartz, and I empower musicians to become rock stars with the Music Fit method. I'm an artist myself, and my true magic lays in holistic movement, nutrition, and mindset coaching. I'm known in the biz as the trusted authority of musician wellness. I get to chat with the gangsters that are changing the world in the health and wellness space, and also get to chat with the artists and music industry professionals that are tuned in, you know to get the insight on how they've conquered the biggest challenges of the rock star lifestyle. Now, without further ado, let's get into the show. Yo guys, So stoked. Mm, you know that's that's the sound of the energy. Uh, that when I went back, this is a throwback, back to the spring, I had Adam Chin, co-founder of Vocabulary and Lifted, in for uh, an article I actually wrote for Canadian Musician Magazine. I'll put uh, links in the show notes to that. This conversation was absolute fire, though. We talk about how lyrics and our musicianship uh, can influence the, the listener uh, subconsciously super super cool conversation so without further ado let's get into it ladies and gentlemen this is adam chin
1: cool cool you're cool all good man uh yeah yeah i like your 90s uh your 90s tastes wait are, are, you're you're a young
0: guy though I, Hi, how I, old are you i'm an 87. 1987. So, yeah. so this this song wow. came out like that year.
1: That year, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well,
1: yeah it, I think I believe it was 1989. I remember 89? watching MTV. Yeah, ladies love Cool James. LL Cool J. Mama's gonna knock you out. Um, black and white video. Uh, summer of my sixth grade, I believe. Uh, seventh grade. Yeah. Good track. Still holds up.
0: Uh, Mike, I lost there you, there you go, you're there. back. Got me, I had to turn the actual audio back on.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Interesting well, how that works.
1: You know, it is, and, and if, if we're simply gonna speak about music and uh, go back in the way back machine, I'm,
0: I'm down for that. That's a lot of fun for me. It's a little bit of that, it's a little bit of the stuff that you wrote there too. And then it's just, it's just gonna be a whole lot of fun. I'll turn off LL now, he was and great. It's fantastic. I was torn between that or uh run and I didn't know what to do. So I was like, ah, let's go. Don't call to come back. Right, if here we if go. you would have told me years. that
1: that LO Cool J, if you had told this the, the sixth grade Adam that L.O. Cool J would be known more in the twenty twenties as the star of CBS crime dramas um
0: <laughs> than as a
1: musician, <laughs> I'd have been quite surprised. Like CBS prime right. dramas, like Murder She Wrote, huh? like Matlock. <gasps> no, 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 no,
0: incredible. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, my friend, um, what's your walk-up jam? What is? I know we got into LL, we got into '90s hip hop. What's What's wow. the walk-up jam of choice?
1: Does, does one Does a person have? I mean, I know like Conor McGregor. You know, UFC fighters they have walk-up jams. But the question is, are they for what time periods? Like, are we talking like, are they for like this year?
0: Like, Are we talking just in general? If I just pick one. Yeah. Like what's going to be the representation of you walking up into your best self every day? Oh wow! I know, man.
1: You you start off with these questions. I have to pick. See, I love so many types of music. Okay, <laughs> I, I can I can check out my Spotify. I have got literally every type of of track on Spotify. If I had to pick one, oh dude, um, he really see. This is where this is this is tough for me because this is a, a track. Okay. Well, if I'm, if I'm nineties, if I'm going nineties, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm likely going to go grunge or alt rock. And if I'm going grunge or alt rock, I'm going to go either pumpkins. Um, something like, uh, tonight, tonight, if I'm going stone temple pilots, I'm going, you know, plush, um, Creep even is a good track, big time, dude. You're you're asking me a, an unanswerable question because I love every type of music, and I love '80s like hard rock too. I love Van Halen. Right. I love you know I love Photograph by Def Leppard. It's oh, a great yeah. track. Gets me get, gets me jacked when I hear that song. Um, and even like into now, like a lot of the EDM, like Calvin Harris stuff. I'll listen yeah. to a lot of Calvin Harris, and I'll get very very jacked up. Like it's it's I have to actually turn Calvin Harris off after three or four songs because it's just so the energy is so intense
0: there you go yeah well, i mean there we go music has its place in every chapter of our life right that's the whole point isn't it like plant medicine though isn't
1: music like cuz music is a medicine it takes us Absolutely. to certain places you know and each each type of genre each song can take us somewhere and it can be healing or it can place us in a type of mood i'm sure we're going to get to that that part of the conversation, Mike, at some point with the power of music and how it can alter our states and our thinking and how we see the world.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll definitely get there. I'm sure. I'm sure. So I'd like to just start things off with telling the folks listening, what is the street cred sitting here with Adam Chin? Adam Chin, the legend, the man, the mystery. I'll take that.
1: I'm I'm mysterious on purpose. I tend to stay in the background. Um, well, you know, Mark Mark England and I, you know this, Mike. The listeners may not uh, started this thing called ProCABulary and and Lifted is the, the the secondary brand that we built out of that that process about five years ago. So ProCABulary and Lifted, what do we do? Well, Mark recognized ten years ago, let's say, that pretty much every single challenge that he would encounter in his coaching sessions would stem not from a, why is this happening to me question, but how is this happening to me question? Okay, I'll break that down. So why is there's all these reasons, it's philosophical, it's psychological, it's sociological, there are environmental factors, my parents did this, the society does this. Mark being the simple guy that he was figured out something very brilliant. And he figured out that screw all that. Uh, most of us, um, not, uh, lack both the time and the budget to lay on a psychologist's, uh, sofa for the next 20 years, talking about the, why this happened, why this is. And instead let's focus on the, how let's make it real practical. So he, he told me about this idea and how it revolved around language. And how it revolved around personal narrative, and him knowing my background as a personal development guy who had worked in the field for you know, ten years at this point, um, with you know, sales training, with uh, attitude and, and mindset training, uh, corporate training, and also coming from a, a background in in media where I, you know, I initially started my life wanting to work in film and studied film for a very long time and actually worked on, on films. Uh, I understood story, understood narrative. And so I took that combination of story narrative and personal development. And that was my contribution, um, to, to the, the recipe that Mark and I created, which ended up becoming vocabulary and vocabulary and like I said, the sister brand and Lifted, what we do is we have a simple model and the model works like this. Words become stories, stories become realities. So our entire life, our reality, we construct it brick by brick like Legos with words. And those words form together over time into larger structures called stories. And those stories, form together in larger structures called our perceived reality, our experience on planet earth. So if you break it down like that, you can see that crappy words, or at least let's call them um, suboptimal words constructed form suboptimal stories. And those suboptimal stories create suboptimal realities. Okay. Mm -hmm. Follow me you do mike you get this you're I you're a high level you're a high level uh dojo member of the lifted dojo <laughs> um so the idea is that if we are going to uh change people always say i want to change my life i want to do this it's this is the beauty of what mark and i built is that it's one word at a time let's break mm-hmm. it down to the word level and um so that's what we've dedicated ourselves to: creating courses, creating certifications and trainings, and we've got, we've got this work in companies now, um, and they're training sales reps and service reps on how to use this um, in their lives. It's very powerful stuff, and it's you know, the I, I believe the reason it's caught on is because it's it's so applicable, it's so practical. You can apply it and and practice it immediately. You know, there's there's very little having to meditate and, and to, to get deep about it. You can. I mean, it's quite deep if you want to. You can simply make a, qu- a quick language change, look at the words, remix them, to use a music term, and and come up with something very, very powerful and very a- applicable
0: uh, immediately. Yeah. No, I love that. And I, I love how you turned that around, too, to the music language, because how much of uh, the stuff that we're listening to nowadays can... Be remixed right right mm-hmm. now being such a medium and we've touched on this as well how for you how much of music is that medicine we can come right into that that medicine and what does that say when we do have such what was the term you used not optimal <laughs> Sub-optimal. Sub- suboptimal, it's a bit yeah, douchey, right. that word. But, yeah, Sub- it's douchey. yeah, 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 okay. So the, the douchey word of, <laughs> well, let's, I, I, it is that though, like if, if music were more language aware, is that a good way to put it? Yeah, if, what, if- What's the, the potential there? Well, the potential is, you and I have talked offline about this, is the,
1: Mark and I have a concept called the victim top 40, and uh, and as many people, uh, if if they're familiar with our work, we're we're into the whole concept of victim versus hero. And um, if you listen to a song, our favorite song in this victim top forty is a song. It's about twenty years old uh, now. It's uh, from Kelly Clarkson. It's called It's called Because of You. And uh, Mark likes to read those lyrics out loud. And 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 you see. The entire person's story is constructed around another person's actions and the, you know, it's a very catchy song. So you're, you know, if you're in your car and you're singing along to this at a very impressionable age, you're essentially, um, getting into a pattern, uh, and getting very comfortable with a pattern of, of, of words that put you in a place in which you are, uh, a, an innocent bystander in your life and, uh, someone else is controlling Uh, you in your life so because of you you know then you can go through I I I refuse to quote the lyrics at this point people can go to rap genius or whatever that people are using these days az lyrics to find out what uh, those lyrics actually are but they're very very poisonous to to people who understand what's going on
0: for for those playing the home game we hear music fit we like to indulge because of you kelly clarkson I will not make the same mistakes that you did. I will not let myself cause my heart so much misery. I will not break the way you did. You fell so hard. I've learned the hard way to never let it get that far. Because of you. I never stray too far from the sidewalk because of you. I learn to play on the safe side, so I don't get hurt. Because of you, I find it hard to trust not only me, but everyone around me. Because of you, I am afraid. Because
1: of you, Mike, I had to listen to those lyrics again. <laughs> it, it, they're, they're, imagine if that song was called Because of Me. You know, because of me, because of me, I do the things that I do on a daily basis. Because of me, I choose choose to stay in my current situation versus move on. Because of me, that's much more accurate. And as you know, Mike Mark and I are are much more interested in accuracy uh, over truth, Uh, because the accurate um, outcome of because of me is is the fact that if I keep doing all the things Kelly's talking about in that song and singing along with it and, and internalizing that as my story, mm-hmm. then I will end up living uh, a suboptimal life. Um, <laughs> yeah. Another, another great, good song. And this, this is something um, I, I'm from the nineties, you know, I'm in my early forties and um, I, I love nineties uh, college rock and, and rock in general. Um, Jen Blossom's uh, Hey Jealousy Mm. i what, i i consider that the best 90s song okay like when i think about the 90s that yeah. it feels like the 90s okay Definitely. it's a it's a great it just sounds like the 90s it has a distinctive sound it moves it, it, it just it has such good momentum in the song and the lyrics are trash like good luck singing singing those things you know um if you don't expect too much from me you you might not be let down I mean, really. Wow. Imagine singing that over and over and over. uh, And suddenly, oh, you know, maybe I believe that about myself. If you don't expect too much from me, then you might not be let down. Uh, Low expectations, anyone?
0: And then we wonder why so many of us that grew up through that era have so much pent up, repressed, suppressed feelings of various emotion it's just, it's it's a lot of angst in the late. You know, if you got your corn and you got your lint biscuit, and you know, blame rock as I blame, call it, yeah,
1: blame rock. Uh, Lincoln Park. Uh, you know, R.I.P. Oh. Right. I mean, but Lincoln Park was was very likely the the king of blame rock. Uh, you did this, you. It's it's just it's nonstop, and you know that actually is a great transition, Mike. If you want to move in this direction, I I I mentioned to you in our chat that um, about how artists, you know, in, in our modern era, and I say modern, I mean, certainly in the past hundred years, um, commercial artists, they've been paid very in, in they've been paid and they've been, uh, elevated in our society, um, to essentially in many ways, externalize pathologies and to, ex- again, express something that's going on very, very deep inside of them. And sometimes by doing that, they, they, um, at least temporarily uh, experience some sort of reprieve from those emotions and those feelings. Um, and perhaps uh, the the, uh, the audience experiences some, some catharsis and that, okay, they also feel that way. I'm gonna let these emotions out. We're gonna grieve, we're gonna cry. And okay, you can make an argument why that's, uh, uh, you know, either a net positive or a net neutral, um, for the world or society at large. Um, I'm, I'm less about the, the value judgment of it and more about, okay, what's the phenomenon? What happens when an artist has, is going through some sort of pathology or some sort of deep emotional turmoil, externalizes it in a very catchy song and then earworms it into the wild, into say, you know millions of, of impressionable ears um, you know, in, in accompanied by some of the most, uh, catchy melodies and instrumentation and production, um, uh, that we've ever created as a species, what happens when that happens? And, you know, I mean, it's, that's a, that's a hypothesis. It's a question really. Um, my hypothesis has been that, you know, well, what would happen if you took those, those pathologies, you refined them, you, so, you solved them, you created something that people could build from and be constructive with. And again, we don't have to talk about negation, acknowledge Christian rock or something like that. I'm simply saying that there's is there a way to take those things and instead of externalizing them in their raw form, can we can we do something constructive with them, craft those messages and then essentially um, deliver uh, medicine or something that people can work with uh, uh, to the masses rather than something that is the disease, you know, so it's a theory. Um,
0: Yeah, I I really like that. That that's my, that's my thought. Like when you've got the ability, ability to move through rather than build that raw, as you said, that raw emotion, get it right back out there. What would happen? What if musicians were more language aware, right? You and I, we, you're, you're the, you're the ninja master of this stuff and negation acknowledge. You just said it right. Soft talk. We still work on this daily. It's just being aware of it. Right. What would happen if the music industry were more language aware? Where do you see us in a year? Well, uh, I'd see the music industry,
1: uh, or certainly the popular music industry, being uh, an instrument of, pun intended, instrument of, 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 constru- of constructive good. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, seriously. I mean, pun
0: intended. So, I mean, you,
1: <laughs> ha- have you listened to to Cardi B's i'm I'm gonna wap i'll call it i'll use the acronym yeah yeah, okay yeah um i mean listen i I grew up in the 90s there was plenty of crazy stuff going on there i mean there's two live crew we had all sorts of things now few of those songs reach the the height of say you know cardi b currently at the moment Mm. um i i would i would like for artists to to consider what's going out Again, again, there's something beyond, like you know, Christian rock, something in the in between Christian rock or like moral yeah. rock or creed yeah. or something like that. And and this, and by the way, if if you take this in, if, if you take what I, the message that you and I are talking about, you take it, you t- and you and you misinterpret it by five percent, you end up at some sort of Christian conservative, like, and, and yeah. you know, um, uh, space in, in which is to me, again, that's that is one avenue to take I I'm saying less that and more of okay be truthful be be accurate with your words but also understand the power that they're going to have like understand the, the whole Peter Parker thing everyone knows the with great power comes great responsibility mm-hmm. so just understand what you're doing and how this is working and by the way if you're a, a misanthropic uh asshole and you want to you want to you know ruin people's lives then uh you know do it do it as, as you see, you know, it's like, I wanna do this purposefully. I, I'm a terrible person or I, I I hate people. I'm going to instruct them to do terrible things and be live a terrible life. Well, at least be aware of that, <laughs> you know? Like do Absolutely. that knowingly, be yeah. a villain,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and do it right. Like put on right. the hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I wanna revisit the, the point that you made. I, I love this terminology, the super spreader. Um, could we go down that just a touch more? <laughs> stop talking knowledge, just, just right. a bit, maybe kind of just to really emphasize on where where we're at with the power of language. Yeah, it's somewhere in between that conscious rock that Christian rock, and then just having that that wherewithal about, okay, well, this is what your actual influence is. I honestly, I believe that musicians just put it out there. i being one myself, we, we tend to just okay, get it out. And it feels great. And it's out there. That power, that message can go a lot further. And when it's delivered in a more, like you said, constructive way, I see with, especially with a platform like us, with a a community like music fit, where now we teach musicians to be, you know, moving better, breathing better, using better words. I. the opportunity is endless. You can put this down and and have some really, really powerful, powerful things. And that super spreader thing takes it far beyond the actual music industry itself. Would you mind diving in on that?
1: Well, if you're, if you're talking about super spreaders in terms of, you know, you're broadcasting, essentially you're broadcasting a vibe, broadcasting a meme, broadcasting a way of being, um, Well, it's the same phenomenon works in both directions. Like you, you can, if you have a very positive, a very, uh, I mean, I think Bob Marley took out the thing. Bob Marley did a lot of this. Bob Marley's music. A lot of it is a very, it's very positive, very powerful. Um, the, the, the the musicianship itself, the it, it it's in alignment with the words. And then of course the vibe, you know, it's, it's, it's it's very uplifting it's very uh uh motivational in a lot of ways um you know some of that stuff comes from um from the 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 christian background that that you know many um and then of course rastafarianism was then influenced by that and and so on and so forth um but that would that's a super spreader i mean you know, there's. You can take that same phenomenon and and go in a negative direction and a positive direction. So, if you're if you have the attention as a, as a musician um, of a, of a, an audience, understand what is going on there. What's the relationship? What the po- the potential is for that um, dynamic?
0: Where do we go from here? How do we how do we get to that positive, constructive? piece you know it's interesting if you
1: look at pop music in general over a, a, a timeline so if you look at so we think of the birth of rock you know like the 1950s um going into the, the 60s 70s 80s, 80s and 90s if you tracked it like a like a stock chart or something like that over over time you'd see that the the lyrics and the mood at, at, when it started off was very very poppy very happy very you know optimistic and that reflected in a lot of ways what was going on in the culture you know the culture of post-war America is very very optimistic in a lot of ways um, I wouldn't call it the most experimental music but just like the, the Eisenhower 50s I, it, it was you know very very plain but it was, I would say, mostly optimistic. And that goes for all types of music. You hear this with Chuck Berry and things like that. And, and, and you know, you hear it um, um, into the early 60s, uh, even with Elvis and things like that. So and then you get into, you know, when people start, they have that that boomer generation and it starts going in another, another direction and it gets very, you know, more more melancholy, a little bit more introverted, more complex, experimental. The drug scene starts to show up. Uh, more in popular music, um, of course, into the seventies. and the seventies, becomes more about you know it's that it's again it's the music is a reflection of the times. This this is not like a new idea, obviously, right? So you ask me where it's going to go. Mm. So you to me, I think you can trace it, and and I guess the question I'm in my mind is whether or not. Okay, is it a one way relationship? Does the culture inform the music? Okay, is it one way that direction? Does the music inform the culture? Is it one way in that direction? Or is there a dance? Meaning there is a constant intermingling of the music and the culture. And can, you know, and, and if we have multiple timelines that are you know, available to us as we move forward um, in, in our timeline, do we, do we have the option of making an, making an impact and, and creating some influence to move in a, in a more positive direction zig when we could have zagged and, and is can one musician make that, that impact uh, just, you know, I, by, by change, like Bob Marley was doing that. I mean, I, I think I believe that was happening. I mean, you saw this in the nineties when I was in the early nineties, it was like all grunge it was very dark, very, very, you know, heavy and, 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 you know, very melancholy. And then all of a sudden it went into the, the public, Shifted, and they wanted Hootie and the Blowfish, and they wanted, you know, they wanted Dave Matthews, and they wanted, you know, and this was going on until really John Mayer showed up. You know, this was a thing that was going on for for six, seven, eight years in the rock scene. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you saw that in hip hop too, with you know, you'd have like Tribe and stuff like that. You'd have yeah. more in, interesting acts um, in, in that direction. So, I do think that there's that there are cycles, but the question is, is what's the dynamic? can can musicians influence the culture, uh, you know, by simply making making small, small uh, additions and contributions, I should say, uh, one by one, I I believe they can.
0: Yeah, yeah. And how much of that comes back down to artist identity? Right now, the challenge in uh, this lockdown era is, again, we come back to that victimhood, we're waiting for somebody else's permission, generally speaking, somebody else's permission to be a performing artist. Well, when you associate yourself with performing artists and that is you and you're not performing like
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a financial oh, issue it's yeah. a, it's it's a career issue it's yeah. it sucks i mean uh have you read anything by jaron lanier by chance uh i am not a gadget uh, oh th- no i have not know? yet
0: i have i have yet to read okay I'm a familiar uh,
1: though. Yeah. 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 He's really bright. He's a musician as well. He's also yep. a tech guy. He's one of the pioneers of uh, virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did that like in, in the late eighties uh, in Silicon Valley, and he's been working on it for a while. So he, he makes his living through, um, through tech and yet he's hyper aware <laughs> of what the musician goes through because he's also a musician himself. And, you know, I think part of the issue for musicians now is because of the system, the way it's set up. I mean, because we have these centralized systems um, for your, for you know, as as gatekeepers for the music industry. And now, SoundCloud obviously has has opened some things up, Spotify's opened some things up, but Jared Lanier Jared Lanier goes into deeper conversations about why is SoundCloud expected to be free. Why? Why is every play expected to be free? Why is there a free plan on Spotify? Why? Why is? Why? Why is? Why is? Why does someone write a blog post and that expected to be free? Like there was a there we had the uh, the uh, the ability and the option in the 90s to create um, a more more of a marketplace for the internet uh, where even you know pennies every every blog post you would get pennies but you you multiply that out you can make a living now. Um, Why do I bring this up? Not not negation to acknowledge, to cry over spilled milk, to think about other ways in thinking about um, where the internet can go, because I I truly believe the internet story is far from over. I believe it's just beginning, and I believe that decentralization is going to help us get to a place um, for for musicians to be able to to create um, more wealth for themselves in the future. Now, how that ultimately looks i have no idea but i do know getting away from these centralized uh behemoths that can control price and things like that and set price would um, be a good idea it may take a while for cult for us culturally to get to get over um this this un- understanding that music should be free i mean mm-hmm. that that's that's odd uh to me uh especially yeah. when you think about i mean of course you think about it when people think about how how much craftsmanship goes into a great song and you know a lot of people they, there's a theory out there that the reason that pop music has lost its craft i mean the, the, think about you compare fleetwood mac rumors to oh, yeah. wap and the craftsmanship is completely upside down i mean like the craftsmanship and, and rumors is amazing you take an Eagle song, even as uh, some people like the Eagles, the Eagles are crafted songs. Well, because there was incentivization to craft a song then, because there was a marketplace for that, like you could get, you could earn a living and a, a damn good one, if not a fortune crafting, great pop songs. And that market uh, is essentially gone now. So this may sound like a depressing uh, message um, as I'm articulating my thoughts on the subject at, at the same time. I mean, can this really, Is this going to be the way it's going to be forever. It seems like we're ripe for some move in another direction uh, because really, we're, we're just going to give up great music. We're just going to give up great pop songs. We're just going to give up great movies and, and books. We're going to give up great stuff And for free TikTok videos. Are we, are we seriously going to do that? I mean, does anyone really believe that? Yeah. Is that going to sustain? I, I think not.
0: I like drawing the comparison to how that is in in a sense of if we look at every single individual artist that's that's placing value on that person right, so if you think of yourself as a free TikTok video, you will think of yourself as that in many other areas of your life right and that's where I come back to that agency piece and that's where the collective again you mentioned it decentralization getting rid of that one man thing, those things kill, right? Go pirate with this, everybody collaborative. It's, it's all in here. So is it one artist that's gonna be able to do it? We need a few more Bob Marley's. We need a few more people, agents of change, to be able to speak that message, to rally cry, get this whole thing moving again. I, I do truly believe that we've got a wave and you said it before is with that cycle. We're right there. We just, we've got to inspire from within, create self-agency Create an identity, a willingness to get out of that victimhood, move into the constructive, move into creatorship. Once you create, opportunities are endless. Right? Would you agree? One hundred percent. And it's you, you have
1: to get in that creative space because, like, I mean, seriously, like the the internet as it is right now, it's a deflationary. It's going to lower, lower, lower prices and and value to the till whatever because it's digital. You're just moving numbers around, and and you know, there's all that. So. That's why they, you know you've seen this move towards live shows, live shows, merch, build your fan base. You know, build this fan base. Build or even better, this is something. Have, have you been doing the Brandon Powell workshops? Yeah, yeah, the breath workshops. Breath. So Brandon Amazing. is a, yeah. yeah, Brandon is someone who's in our uh, major member of our community. I've known him. I went to high school with Brandon. Funny enough, <laughs> okay, um, yeah, yeah, uh, and Mark went to middle school with him. Even though uh, Mark's from Virginia and I'm from, I went to high school in South Carolina because uh, Brandon moved. It just in long story. Mark and I uh, met in Thailand and it's, it's just very, it's a very (laughs) wacky, you know, serendipity anyways. So, so Brandon is a musician and Brandon wasn't a grunge man, funny enough, back in high school, who I saw perform live. And now he's, he's a Wim Hof. He's Wim Hof's number one instructor in North America and, uh, is, you know, breathing expert and Brandon married his, um, his musicianship, his skills as a musician. To the breathing, and as you've noticed uh, and observed in the the breathing workshops, he make takes a musical approach to breath work. Okay, so why am I bringing this up? Well, he is adapting; he's figuring out a way to create an, a niche product mm-hmm. using his music as a force for good. In in a, in a you know in a, in a in a sea of competition, well, Brandon's the only person that I know who's doing this. And he's really good at it. And just like any other product or anything else in in the marketplace, you adapt or you die and he's adapting. And I could see him certainly in the next few years selling out large events or certainly being part of large events in which that's what he does. He leads a large group of people through transcendental breathing essentially. And people, as you've noticed, Mike, they go through deep, deep stuff on those workshops. Oh, yeah. The music, the chanting, everything with the, the Wim Hof style breathing. Holy hell, man. Oh, it, it's, it's, it's inside magical. out.
0: It's inside out. It literally, yeah, it changes those five rounds. You're sitting there after 45 minutes and you're just a completely different piece of, of work. And you get up and you are on a like different gal- the sailor cap. This is not for the ocean. This is for a different freaking galaxy. That's where you're sailing. <laughs> Seriously, it's it's super yeah. cool, and that's what we do. That's that's the that's the marriage. That's the bridge that we're we bringing together with music, and that's that's a great example of how one is already doing it. So that's where we we can kind of wrap things up, right? On this, is that if one person can do that, that shows us that it's not a fact that all this hardship is on us as as artists. That's not a fact because there's other people that are really striving. You said like my dog's name is Darwin. Adapt, yep. right? You, what's the next step for people uh, that are interested in? Okay, where where do we go from here? Where can we can where can we get some more information on how the things like breath and language? Where do we go? Oh
1: well, you can follow our coaches and and uh, community manager Kimberly over at uh, uh, Instagram at and Coaches. That's a great place to start. You're going to find um, a lot of our wonderful community members, there posting fun stuff like mean, like posting wins, posting techniques and life hacks and things that they're, they're interested in. Um, and if you want to join the community, um, check out and and lifted.me. And that's where you can sign up to get a, you know, to get on board the certification because there's um, we got 140 certified coaches in less than two years and they are some very amazing people um i mean up and down man if you have, if mike have you attended a lifted live event
0: not yet see this is the COVID oh, thing is, man oh this COVID. is where the, bow- the, the the border i have i did look into it though because if a canadian flies into hawaii there's different mm. rules so i could fly into hawaii hang out in hawaii oh terrible yeah. and then make it into the mainland
1: okay <laughs> Well, regardless it if it's twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, you'll see it live. I mean, the vibe is so high vibe. It's very good. I mean that you know, I live in the DC area currently, and that's decidedly low vibe. You go to an lifted event, it's just it's like a we call them white pills. You know, there's black pills and where you're depressed and everything sucks. This is a white pill event. People are they're they're loving life, they're using constructive words, they're building constructive stories. And they're making a constructive reality very po- very powerful and positive one. so um yeah so j- join us
0: out there in in mike schwartz land exactly join up well you got we've got a a handful of us in lifted coaches as part of the music fit collective now too Tolsey and wolsey and i got hardcore now and uh, the Zitos, and oh, we're, we're slowly growing. So a new pre-qualification for anybody going through our certifications is you've got to understand the Unlifted Way anyway. So it's a matter of time before you get connected with both communities, right? So it's um, it's a really, really optimistic look in the next 6 to 12 months for us. And it's with folks like you. And thank you for for you and Mark for putting this stuff together and building a framework for for not just coaches, but for the rest of anybody who taps into this, to to optimize their lifestyle in all senses of the word, right? It Starts Dude, with it. It's
1: my pleasure. Thank you for expressing that. And uh, I would do it if zero people were listening. You know, I would do it if zero people were enrolled. We did it anyways. It yeah. was important to us. It's a mission. So, yeah. uh, and and the community makes it that much more sweet. Yeah,
0: yeah. absolutely. I, I definitely agree with that. And it's that tribe feeling, that that culture. And you really do hit it on the head when when you say you join even these online trainings and uh, it's literally a pre-qualifier if you're a friend of mine you're now either in the unlifted programming you know of the unlifted programming or you knew strong coach or you knew you know there's like there's a few circles there wim haas another one like if mm-hmm. okay okay you get it you can be like oh that's like a screening almost now yeah. <laughs> take yeah. out the almost that is a screening that's pretty much if that's on your yeah okay we'll have a conversation right so there's there's definitely uh some stuff there now interesting we're not yet on, and I can put this on the show. We're not yet on Clubhouse. Wolsey, Tolsey, and I were thinking, hey, why don't we why don't we get a lifted community going on Clubhouse? I can head that. What, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm open to it. You you got
1: to uh, talk with <laughs> our community manager, Kimberly. Of course, uh, yeah. she's the gatekeeper. <laughs> because you know, Mike, as as we as you run a business, and and you know this. Um, a lot of times there are distractions. There are, there are opportunities, opportunities that are everywhere. Everything's mm-hmm. an opportunity. Like it, that's, that's one of the conundrums of, of being an entrepreneur is that opportunity you you're, the mind must be wired in a way to see opportunity everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yet, <laughs> this is the thing. Mm-hmm. Once you pick an opportunity, you then have to switch the gear completely and have laser focus. Right. So it's, it's, um, it's and and that's a process where it's okay. Have I nailed this yet? Okay. Once I nail this, then I can go over there. So it's a it's a it's like a you see those things in like the rivers and the lakes, the locks and the dams. You, yeah, you got to yeah. know when to turn it off and Push turn it and on.
0: So, uh, right, dude. Led Zeppelin, light versus shade, man. That's why exactly. we call that's what we call our practice here is rock and roll because you've got the rock where you've got your yang energy. You got to go for it. You got to go for it. But then there's that balance. With the yin, which is more of the role where everything's cherry bra, Bob Marley, everything's just yes. no worries. So we get that. And that's that's a very interesting point too, because I, I know a lot of listeners out here are entrepreneurial if they're a musician or if they're a coach, and they want to take in all of that. So I love how you hit that because there are opportunities everywhere. That's a really good skill set to have to see that that positivity, that optimism, and know when to capitalize and when to wait, right? Hold your cards. Yeah, well, there you go. Kenny Rogers takes us out. No one to hold him. No one to fold him. (laughs) No one to walk away. No one to run. Dude, there you go. The lyricist himself. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, Where can people touch base with either you or the Unlifted? Just to to close things out here today. At
1: at Unlifted coaches. You're definitely going to get Kimberly there and and she'll forward stuff on to me. Um, I I post irregularly. I See, I came along right before social media hit. I'm exactly that old. Perfect. So, so it's, it's, it's all, it's still new to me. Um, uh, learning curve. Yeah. 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 So I check in occasionally. Yeah. hit us up at and lifted
0: coaches. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, my friend. And, uh, what's going to be the, the dream festival for you. That's why I like to close this show. What's, what's your dream festival. If you've got, uh, five, five groups to put on a bill, who's, who's oh. that, who's that bill and where um, are you seeing them?
1: Oh, interesting. Interesting. Uh, Radiohead definitely um and they're on it in at night they're right. on at night because they have a very a very art installation quality to them and I really like that uh where am I seeing Radiohead Radiohead is playing um somewhere somewhere cool somewhere dry uh Red Rocks let's say and um or somewhere in a somewhere out south in the southwest mm-hmm. I'm also seeing um I'm also seeing these can these be living and, and, oh, and yeah. deceased?
0: Oh like you oh I can pick anyone. You're the captain of the ship here, dude. Go okay. for it. I him. want Anybody. to see Bjork. I want to see Bjork as well because
1: that's also our installation and very strange. And she'll come on with Radiohead at the end. Pardon me. She's a cameo. Um, I want to and I and then I and then finally, um uh, I would say, I, I want to see Krung Bin, too. Do you know who Krungbin Bin is? No. Who's Krung that? Bin um is uh they're A trio out of texas and they do the reason i I found out about them is because my brother's big in the music scene and he turned me on to them krungbin is actually a thai word so my family's thai chinese so uh, krungbin means airplane and but yet none of these people are thai (laughs) they're they're all they're just these texans who dig thai funk music from the 70s and they've reinterpreted it man you got to check them out uh the first album how do you spell it K, um, I think it's K-H-R-U-A-N-G. There may or may not be an H, it's, but it's K-R-U-A-N-G and then B-I-N is the second word. And that first album, uh, it's like, it's, uh, God, what's the album title? It's got the white background with the purple thingy in it. Um, oh, it's dude, it's so good. It's, it's just, it's the most chill, uh, old school, again, Thai funk. Uh, it's like a Tarantino soundtrack. It just it just sounds so good. Uh, I would love to see them live. That's crazy, and they're like a trio. Yeah, yeah.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, and it's she even hot. learned Thai. The the lead um, uh, of the group again. See see now that I'm in my 40s, I don't I, I you know, oh. do I even memorize their names, their album names. No. Adam, Back in Adam, the day, I, I'd have the whole thing out. I've memorized. got it.
0: I've got it. Hang on. Hang on. Just one sec. Tell me if this is right. Does that sound right? Give that to me. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Dearest Alfred. Oh, that's cool. You guys are from Texas? Yeah, they're from Texas. In fact, this is cool. People want to know who I'm
1: talking about. The album that you want is called uh, The Universe Smiles. Oh, that's the best album. Yeah. The Universe Smiles. Smiles. That's a great, great album. Uh, White Gloves is the track.
0: Yeah. What? This is wild. Dude, this is why we bring people on the show, because this is crazy. This is going up on the uh, the universe is wild. Or White Gloves, there we go. Yeah, White Gloves is the that's name the of the one. track. There, there. Yeah. And, got and it, got it's it. It's such
1: a sweet track.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, it's got that like guts kind of feel too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, oh, man. And it's so funny, I, right before I
1: discovered them, uh, my brothers turned me on to them, uh, I had my friend in Thailand when I was living over there, uh, gave me a bunch of uh, downloads of old Thai funk music on uh, like, a, like a podcast mix that they had made. And I was listening to them for a couple of years and then I heard the, this group. So it was just perfect timing.
0: Wow. Yeah, dude. Well, awesome, man. Thank you for closing that out with a little bit, of a little bit of the, uh, the music for the for the fine people and myself now I'm going to put that back up onto a playlist for for music fit. You guys can hear that here. Adam chin. All DJ, right, Mike, new DJ, dude, thank yeah. you so much for your time. Um, cool. We'll close things out. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this goes. Overall message if you if you what's what's the one key takeaway for for musicians listening here. Um, your words are very powerful.
1: And they are as they are just as powerful as the music so wield them with respect
0: boom how about that for final words hey mic like drop boom guys if you enjoyed this please feel free to share this episode out with someone you care about please head on over to apple music and give us a, uh, a rating Review and that helps get this into the ears of the many wonderful humans that uh, want to hear this stuff. Especially the stuff about language. Like that's huge! Huge! Imagine a world where we had pop music that was supportive and, and constructive and architecture. Oh my goodness. Architect language, guys. It's a real thing. Okay, uh, that's it. That's all for me. We've got some really exciting news with uh, Music Fit Collective. We've reignited now that it's December. Um, we're doing the whole month for free. You guys can come over to musicfitcollective.mn.co. I'll throw that in the show notes as well. And you can come on in to the party. It's quite literally like a festival ground. We've got different stages. I've got my Music Fit Method stage. We've got like karaoke nights planned. We've got jam nights. We've got... Guided meditations, breath work. We've got all of the things. It's a digital community of awesome and soon to be live events coming into your area as soon as the world decides that we're allowed to come into your area. (laughs) All right? Oh, man. You guys know where to find me. Hit me up on the gram. That's where I hide out most at my dude, Mike Schwartz. Otherwise, you know, do the the internet thing, do the website, musicfitcollective.com. Find out what's good in the hood. We got free resources up there. Check us out. Creep, creep, like TLC. And until next time, y'all, you stay sweet. Peace.